Hello, and welcome to Service Provider Confidential. This is a new podcast series presented by Akamai to provide our ISP and MNO listeners relevant and timely insights in a way that's approachable for business, technical, and operational audiences. I'm the host, Bruce Van Nice. I'm a senior manager of product marketing in Akamai's carrier division. And today I'm pleased to introduce Daria Singh. He is a senior consultant at STL Partners. They're a boutique research firm focused on the telecoms industry. I've followed STL's work for many years and have always been impressed by their deep understanding of the unique challenges the industry faces. Darius? Yeah. Hi, Bruce, and thanks for that introduction. Um, so I'm Darius and, and at STL Partners, which is a, a company focused on, on really growth for the telecoms industry. What I really try and do is understand how technologies that are, that are emerging like Edge, like 5G, like, like AI, can really be leveraged by the telecoms industry to, to stimulate growth and looking specifically you know, at enterprise and the consumer markets. And, and recently, uh, I led a study focused on the role of cybersecurity in those markets and published a paper on, on the role of cybersecurity in SME, but also uh, a paper called you know, Ch- The Changing Consumer Landscape, Telco Strategies for Success. Um, and it's, it's really those two reports, you know, looking at cybersecurity in, in small business and cybersecurity in consumer that I'd like to talk to you about today. Great. Thank you. Darius, could you talk about how you've seen telecom markets evolve and where you see them today? Just a, a minute on some historical perspective. Yeah, and, and we actually recently, uh, STL Partners, had been had been formulating this idea of, of the coordination age. And, and we see this as the third age for telecoms. And, and we've been getting some quite interesting, I guess, traction with the telecoms market by, by talking about this narrative. And essentially, it's this idea that, that we had the communications age. That was the first age of, of telco. And that was very much built for the telco networks. It was how do I communicate across different distances, uh, you know, in short spaces of time uh, to really connect two consumers at, at different endpoints. And, and that was really built for the telecoms network and the telco network was the service. We then moved into the second age, which we dubbed the information age, which was really driven by this idea of universal access to information. And, and the likes of Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, et cetera, have really dominated that. And the value was captured on top of the telecoms network. You know, the B2B2C platforms that sat on top of the telco and, and really drived value um, for the, the consumers. And so GAFA really dominated that market. But what we're now seeing, as I mentioned, was this move into the third age, the coordination age. And this is really driven by you know, a need for, for a global need for better resource availability, resource efficiency, and, and conservation. And, and so what we're seeing is a much more decentralized model. So shifting away from that B2B2C platform that the internet players have really dominated and into this decentralized B2B2X model. And that's really driven by a need to share information, share insights, so that organizations, governments, enterprises can really optimize their processes, automate their activities, and create you know, better resource efficiency. And, and we really think that this, this new age uh, creates new value buckets which the telcos can hopefully start to derive above and beyond network connectivity. Great. So what, what do you think it's going to take for telecoms to flourish in the coordination age? Well, we think there's a couple of different factors. So 
one thing is we think they're very well well suited to the coordination age because of you know the the rich data that they get in their very expansive and powerful networks um they've been developing core skills in terms of agility flexibility the, the culture around building analytics and ai businesses um but also you know them being a very trusted and and local and and regulated brand means they they do have a highly competitive edge in in this idea of playing a coordinating role um so even against you know gaffer as i've, I've mentioned and and will continue to mention probably throughout the conversation they do have a, a strong brand uh, of of data privacy and and this gives them an edge uh, where you know yes the internet players have had strong platform approaches and strong ai uh, innovation but the telco brings that trusted brand and that that rich data and and the ability to coordinate in in this ecosystem so we think that's that's one factor um but the other part and again tying closely to what the internet players and the, and the big tech players have done globally for years is we think that telcos need to release budget from network capex um and move it towards r&d opex and the reason for that is you know if we take a a view of some of the top innovative big telcos globally like your AT&T's your Singtel's Vodafone Telefonica etc they're currently allocating you know somewhere between 10 and 20% of their revenues on network capex or capex what we you know want to see is some of that shifting towards r&d where you know uh, google microsoft facebook are spending almost the same amount 10 to 20% but on r&d and what we see if we look at those companies market cap is for the whole telecoms industry it's actually smaller than than the, some of the top internet giants and and when we've done this analysis looking at google amazon facebook microsoft alibaba you know seven internet giants they actually outweigh the entire telecoms industry in terms of market cap and so you know what we see is that that's where future value is being created and and even though in the com- communications age having that moat of the network you know that was the service that was the value now really service is being derived on top and and in the coordination age telcos need to to think about the services that they're innovating good so you you've you kind of talked categorically about the opportunity side let's get a little more specific uh, i know sdl's done a lot of work there it's a key area of focus for you could you describe some of that work and what you found so i you know at the beginning i mentioned we'd been researching uh specifically in sme and consumer as key opportunities for growth uh for 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 their telcos and and if i start with sme because we ran this research program uh, almost a year ago now but i don't think i've ever seen such good traction um when we've run a run a research program and all of the strategy teams and telcos that we reached out to got back pretty much immediately and were like this is a big focus for us we know we want to do more in sme we want to grow that we've been looking at enterprise for a long time and we have good you know major corporate um relationships but our smb and sme market growth is is poor and and has historically been underserved um obviously that's because of some key challenges around buying power volume diversity etc but you know that's really been a focus for them so we as STL wanted to really drill into that and and um that's that was a core focus as uh, as one piece of the research and i guess to drill into that a little bit more what we really saw was within within SME a key area that you need to think about is your product and and i know that kind of sounds obvious but but you need to think about your product in the sense of really driving simplicity and choice at the same time for your customers and you know whether that's creating a holistic portfolio that's converged so that from their telco they can buy 
everything they need. It's a one-stop shop so that they have that simplicity of the bill, the simplicity of the buying decision, but, but also choice in terms of what, what options they have to purchase from you as the provider. Yeah, so you talked about some of the characteristics that could uh, lead to a successful formula. Uh, what else should providers be thinking about to ensure their success? Yeah, and and I guess again, taking it another level deeper, you know, what does it really mean to drive simplicity in in the product? And and what we came up with was this product criteria essentially. So we had five key components um, in SME that a telco should really be be thinking about uh, if if they're going to be successful. Uh, the first one, which again will will make sense to most people, is strong right to play for the telco. You know, is this an area where the telecoms provider has a role? isn't somewhere where they're going to be clearly outcompeted. Do they have credibility to actually deliver that service? Is it relying, for example, on their brand as, as a very trusted entity, as I mentioned before? So that, that was one point. The, the second one was around the appropriate sales channel. And again, might sound obvious, but in SME, you know, you're working pretty directly through resellers often, you know, franchise models, et cetera. That's a big indirect channel and, and a great way to reach a lot of um, smaller enterprise customers. So you need to know, make sure that you have a product that can actually be resold effectively through those channels. You know, it's not complicated. It doesn't need a direct one-to-one approach from one of your tech tech salespeople. You know, someone can do that through um through a, an indirect channel and potentially then eventually through a digital channel. You know, digital marketplaces are starting to become more apparent as SMEs start to increase in technical maturity and, and COVID, you know, obviously has thrust people into this more tech mature area. And, and we know that digital, digital sales and digital channels will become pivotal. And so you need a product that can really be bought through that, that methodology. And that leads me on to the third point, which was around, again, very much around simplicity. But this idea of is there a credit card to buy, and and here we don't really mean that that the SME has to purchase it on a credit card. It's more about the process. So does this have to go through a lengthy procurement cycle, budget approval process, or or can is it something that they can just um, very quickly say yes, I want to buy that and purchase it? And you know part of that is price point, but part of that is also the complexity of the product. The fourth one, which kind of ties into the fifth one, so I'll probably talk about them together, is is this idea of as a service models and becoming cloud native. So obviously cloud, very consumption model, very flexible, very agile, very scalable. And all of those components need to be in a product for SME. Um, They don't want to get caught in lengthy um, contracts. They don't want to get caught in having to, to, you know, purchase a certain amount of users if they're a growing company and then it's very difficult to add or remove. So you need to have that ability to scale up and scale down the service very quickly. Um, you need to be able to kind of monitor a lot of this remotely, so it's not all from a central location. Um, and you probably need to be able to plug in and play. You know, this this idea of a, having a big systems integration piece is probably not useful for SME, where you know, in, in organizations that have sub 150 employees, they're not going to have big dedicated IT functions. So this idea of plug and play is very important. And again, this leads into this wrapper of, of cloud native. So I think those are some, of, especially in SME, some of the key key metrics, I guess, or key considerations for success of a product there. Those are some great insights. I know this was a wide ranging project. What else did your research reveal? Yeah, so I guess I've spoken a lot about the SME side of things. Uh, in terms of more of the consumer, what we were looking at was how to win in the home. And this was an evolution of of the research in SME and trying to think, okay, well, how does it apply to the consumer market? Because 
obviously for a lot of telcos, um, SME and the, the lower ends of SME actually fall into consumer. So we thought this was a kind of a natural evolution. And, and we were looking specifically in the home and, and actually at quite an interesting time because this, this program launched around um, May when, when COVID was at its peak in, in many places. So we really looked in detail at the consumer market in the home and, and what kind of came out again, was this idea of, of telcos having this very heavily trusted brand, but also people are relying on the telco a lot more. So this, there's this dependency and expectation on telco services, um, which creates obviously difficulties in terms of meeting those expectations, but also in terms of, you know, well, I'm going to the telco for, for X and Y, can I not be going to the, the telco for Z? You know, should the telco be doing more and, and actually delivering more services? And, and that was quite an interesting theme that had come out of this research. And you know, when we dived into that again a little bit deeper, um, and again thinking about some of those product criteria, I think they still apply. Um, when we asked telcos in this program, you know, where are you really focusing in consumer? There were three things that came up. One was entertainment, and, and I say entertainment, not just pay TV, because what became clear was that pay TV, that market was very much maturing and a lot of value had been captured. So it was how can we expand pay TV if we are already in that market to things like gaming, music, um, beyond TV to movies, etc. The other two were quite interesting because they kind of came together and again, did really rely on that brand of the telco as trusted and regulated. And so really ticking that box of telco right to play. But they were the, the smart home and, and specifically within smart home, the secure home. So smart locks, smart video, um, smart alarms, et cetera. Uh, and then cybersecurity, um, which came out as key. And, and one telco actually mentioned this as kind of the holy grail of the consumer market. Because if you get it right, it's something that a lot of consumers want and a lot of consumers need. And, and what we found a lot of consumers would pay for. So he, he mentioned it as the holy grail. And, and we think those two propositions are quite interesting together, this idea of, you know, uh, in the future, a, a product or a portfolio of we protect your digital and your physical assets as the, as the telco um, and protecting the consumer in the home. So we think that's, that's a really interesting angle and, and, in fact, was an evolution of what we saw in SME, where, again, cybersecurity was a key part and, and SME do really look to the, to the telco or their broadband provider for recommendations on security and would be willing to purchase it from them. So we saw cybersecurity as ticking a lot of those, those product criteria that I mentioned earlier, both in the SME market, but also in consumer. So, you know, as we were, were looking in those two markets, what kind of came out as a, as a key product that, that could you know, span span different segments, span units, and 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 was quite an interesting proposition, I guess, for the for the operator. Those are interesting findings. So, could you offer some final thoughts? What what should be next on our listeners' to do list? So, I think you know what we as STL really try and do is promote telcos to do more. That's really what we want to see telcos doing, moving beyond networks. Uh, and, and just providing kind of networks as a service in the future, but 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 doing more, you know, whether it's the application enablement, whether it's the, the actual applications themselves and partnering to do that in a more vertical specific way, that's really what we, we want to see telcos do. And and so I'd really emphasize this idea of service innovation in this in the coordination age to try and capture some of those new value buckets that are coming out. So I, th- I think that's that's point number one. Point number two is is especially if you're targeting SME and consumer what you need to do is think about a product that drives simplicity. I think that's really a key recommendation. You know, you need to think simple, you need to think agile, you need to think cloud. Um, so that, that's what I say was number two. And 
And number three, I think, is really finding a way to rely on your brand as that trusted national local provider, because that is a clear advantage point that you have against the hyperscalers. Because you know, you've got that really rich network data, that first party data, and you have the credibility to handle it effectively. So I think that's a, a real advantage point and something that telcos should be leveraging more uh, and can leverage more as they move into this coordination age and, and do look to find a new role. You know, what, what I would say is, is thinking about some of the tactical or strategic opportunities off the back of that is really carefully considering cybersecurity as a potential option. Because you know it, it clearly does span SME and it does span consumer, and and so we, we do see that as as a key key recommendation in terms of you know maybe a place to start to to deliver value above the network. Great, thanks for that interesting commentary, Darius. If listeners are interested in more information about this topic or Akamai's broader strategy and direction for ISPs and MNOs, you can send an email to carrier at akamai.com. Thanks for listening today. 